Good evening, everyone. So today is October 23rd. Today is my 40th birthday. Oh my God, I am so, (laughs) so excited, so happy to finally have made 40. Um, This is, it's about 10.30 at night. And yeah, I just wanted to, wow, share my thoughts and my reflections in getting into this point in my life. So I'm sitting in my room um, right now (laughs) and I have my space heater going because I just don't like the cold at all. And so hopefully that's not too loud in the background. But let's talk. Oh my God. Yes. Today, 1023. Oh my God. 40 years ago, the world was blessed with me. And so much has happened in my life um, these last 40 years. And I tend to find myself to be very reflective over my life when my birthday comes around, regardless of the age that I'm turning. More so this past year, like 2019, um, I think I want to say around June is when I really, really just start digging into myself and doing a lot of thinking and a lot of processing and a lot of analyzing and, you know, self-reflecting on um decisions I've made and situations that I found myself in and you know how I've thought of myself and my life and my career choices and everything you know and so being a reflective person that's not unusual for me but it was deeper than that this time and I know it's because you know I was turning 40 and 40 is a big number (laughs) what I thought was most weird is that most people, when I tell them that my birthday was coming or you know, say it's my birthday or whatever, um, they were hesitant to ask me how old I am. I was turning. And then when they asked, I'd be like, I'm 40 or I'm turning 40. And I was like super excited. And they would look at me like, you're not like crying. No, I'm not. I'm excited. I'm happy. Um, I'm grateful. I'm blessed. So let's talk. So what has been so monumental about this birthday? Well, um, what I can remember the most is that in years past, I always had this huge sense of failure. Um, I would get to my birthday and be distraught about it, not because I was getting older, but because I feel like I hadn't reached any goals that I set for myself. And that was mainly as a result of depression and fear that I carried with me on a daily basis. So a little history, not a whole lot. I won't go into a lot of details about it because I'll talk about that in a later episode. But um, I'm a widow um, and I'm a single mother of two. And so I've always been really, really afraid. Uh, My husband died really, really young. He was killed in a car accident. And because of that, I was always too afraid to have my children too far away from me or, you know, I was afraid to really take any risks because I was afraid of what would happen, you know. Um, It just was something that I couldn't get over. And then I had the guilt of survivor's guilt. You know, my husband died in this car accident, but I'm still living. And so my thought process was, how dare I expect more from life than simply having my life? 
And those two thought processes have been the caveats of every decision that I made in my life. You know, everything fell back to that. Why do I feel like I deserve anything better? You know, I got to live where he died. You know, um, his family is without a son, without a brother, without a nephew, without a grandchild. You know, he's got nieces and nephews that he'll never meet and that will never know him. So how dare I ask more of my life than simply having a life? So, I, you know, I spent most of my life just getting by, just doing enough to take care of my responsibilities as far as raising my children, but never really, you know, rocking the boat, stiffing my toe in the water. And then, you know, raising a son of my own in this climate, in this culture, has also produced fear in me. Not wanting to stand out in any way. Which is crazy because I have this larger-than-life personality that can't help but to be noticed. Like, I don't know any strangers. Like, parties don't start till I walk in, literally. Like, I am the life of the party. I just can't help it. That's just who I am. I can recall... When I was in the military, praying that when I would PCS to a different location, that my personality wouldn't stand out, you know, that nobody would notice me, that I would hide in the back. I would go to different churches, you know, a new church, you know, wherever I was stationed at the time and not want to get involved, pray no one noticed me, you know, and of course that never happens because that's just not who I am. And so leading up to my 40th birthday today, I did a lot of thinking about that and I realized that I cheated myself out of a lot of opportunities and a lot of experiences in my life because I was afraid and because I had this shame and this survivor's guilt that I carried with me for so long and I remember thinking so often that based on the decision I made it proved that I didn't really love my husband as much as I said I did. I mean, ridiculous things. You know, it's crazy how your mind just plays the worst possible scenarios and convinces you things that could be furthest from the truth. In my shame and in my guilt over his death, I did not build relationships with people that I would have liked to have. With his family, you know, with people I met in my military career, with my own family. Just so much that I I kept myself from because I didn't feel like I was worthy. And so that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Um, This episode is called I Can Do Great Things. But you can only do those great things if you believe it and you trust yourself enough to let go of what's holding you back. While I'm sad and, you know, not a lot, but a little disappointed in myself that it took me 40 years to get that principle. Not quite 40, 39, 38, 39. (laughs) But my point is it took me a lot longer to understand that fact than I would have liked. It doesn't stop me from doing anything going forward. Yes, I'm 40 years old. But I'm still very, very young. I still have my whole life ahead of me. And I can make the next 40 years of my life anything that I want them to be. (laughs) The fear that I held on to, while it was so real to me then, I understand now 
that it's literally a false expectation appearing real. That's what that fear was. When my husband died, no one said to me that it was his, it was my fault. Literally, no one said to me that it was my fault. That's something that I took on to myself. Because I told myself that if he had never met me, if he had never married me, you know, all of those ridiculous things. But he did meet me. We loved each other and we got married. Unfortunately, his life ended. But that wasn't my fault. I didn't kill him. I didn't cause the accident. I wasn't even in the same state that he was in when the accident happened. So for me to carry that fear was unfounded. I did it to myself. The the guilt that I felt for him dying and his family, you know, missing a loved one was also not mine to carry. <laughs> because I wasn't the reason that he died. Yes, they missed him. They still miss him. And yes, it was hard on everyone involved. But I took away my own pain and traded it for guilt. Something that I had no right to do. And his family still loves me. To this day, they still love me. They don't blame me. They don't hold me responsible for what happened. I took on that guilt. I took on those feelings. I can remember over the years, I would, you know, I would visit his grandmother and his aunt. And they would just embrace me and love me. And I'm still their daughter. So those things that held me back were all in my mind. I did them to myself. But yes, 40. Oh my God, it's a great number. Um, I remember as a kid, I used to think that 25 was old and 30 was ancient. And look at me now here at 40. <laughs> oh, and I'm, I feel so great. I feel so vibrant. I've been blessed with great health. I mean, of course, there's some few pounds that I want to lose. But overall, I have great health. Um, like I said, I no longer feel depression or the fear or the guilt or the shame of anything of my past. I have two amazing children and I am not too old to start moving towards my dreams and my goals right now. And neither are you. Like not at all. I don't care how old you are. You're never too old. It's never too late. It's only too late when you take your last breath. Until then, go for it do it. I know that in the coming year, I have some things that I want to work on, um, that I want to build. I always, what, what, what struck me as the most significant for me is that not only am I ending um, a decade of my life, I ended my 30s, but I'm also, the world is also gearing towards the end of a decade. You know, this is, we're literally too much shy of 2020 like two, 2019 is almost gone and so it's the end of a year it's the end of an era it's the end of a decade like <sighs> this is an amazing time to be alive and to pursue your your dreams 
I mean, it's fall right now. The earth is literally shedding some things. It's getting rid of the old and preparing for the new. You know, we're going to go through a season of where things are dying, um, where they're being dormant for a little while, getting covered in snow, possibly. Hopefully not. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of snow. But I, I, this is just, I don't know, I just feel, I can't even explain it. I'm tripping over my tongue. <laughs> I just feel really amazing and really great right now. And I'm excited about what's to come. So what's holding you back? I was talking with um, some friends of mine earlier today, as a matter of fact. And we were talking about being authentic in our message to people. And I know that another area that I I previously struggled in in my life was being my authentic self. You know, um, I was raised to do the right thing. I'm the oldest. I'm the oldest of six. I have three brothers and two sisters. And being an oldest child, there are always a lot of expectations for you. There are higher expectations for you than they are for your other siblings. You know, your parents expect more of you. They expect you to know better, to be better, to do better, to set the example. And while their intentions are good, and all of those are great things because you absolutely, you know, should be the best you can be. I think it put undue pressure on me to always be perfect. Um, and perfection is unattainable. Um, I do believe that working in excellence is something you should strive for, but not perfection. And so what do I mean when I say that? Well, social media is really, really big. And a lot of times I don't say what I want to say or share the opinions that I want to share because I tend to think about the people who I know are looking up to me or looking to my example. You know, I play not necessarily a people pleaser, but always wanting to make sure that the person that I represent, that I show the world is one that they can be proud of. It's like I'm still trying to please my parents and you know live up to their expectation of me of setting the example not realizing that by biting my tongue by not sharing my truth and not being my authentic self I'm robbing the world of me of the gifts that I have of my talents of my service and again it's not a bad thing to hold yourself to a high expectation. But when those expectations, that standard that you created is not even your own, it's one that you can't even reach, that's where the problem comes in. Yes, I'm the oldest of six, but all of my siblings are adults. So they're not looking at my example on how to behave anymore. They're making their own decisions. Like, my siblings have no qualms whatsoever about saying what they want to say, going where they want to go, doing what they want to do. Yet, here I am, still living my life, attempting to set an example for them that they're not even following any longer. And so I try, you know, I, I find myself pushing that same narrative on my own children, on my son. He's the oldest. And so I have to stop myself and say no what is it that he wants to do what is 
the standard that he has for his life. You know, it's not his responsibility to teach his sister how to behave. That's my responsibility. And then who says that the way that I want her to behave is the path that, I, mean, I don't know, I just, I think about those things. And I know I'm tripping over my tongue trying to explain it, but um, hopefully you understand what I'm saying. I, I just feel like it's really important that we don't hold on to a standard that we didn't set for ourselves. There's one thing in trying to meet a standard of excellence in your career and um, in your marriage or, you know, or whatever, or your, your business. But when you're trying to meet someone's expectation and standard for your life, that's a problem. Um, I know of people whose parents require that when they go to college, they take certain classes or they don't pay. Personally, I don't agree with that. You know, it's, it's not my life. I don't want to be the God of your life. You know, I don't want to tell you what to do, where to go, how to dress. I don't want to hold an expectation that if you don't do this, then I'm not going to love you. Or I'm not going to like you. That's not fair. I love my children. I don't love every decision that they make. I don't agree with everything. I don't understand every decision that they make. But I'm going to love them regardless. I love their individuality. I love their, their characteristics. I love the way that they think that's different from mine. I know there are times that they say or do things that I would never do. But they have no hesitation because they're bold and they're confident. And it gives me great pleasure in that because that means I did a good job in allowing them to be who they are authentically. Something that I'll be honest, I'm still working to release. I'm working to release my authenticity to the world. And turning 40 has been great. (laughs) I feel so free at 40 and not all of my inhibitions are, are, are have been lowered because I'm not going to do that. That's just not who I am. But um, I have the freedom now to, I feel like I have more freedom now to just let go and be me. And I'm in a place where I'm like, hey, this is who I am. You like it or love it. And if you don't like it, that's okay. That is Okay. Because I have determined in myself that I can and I will do great things. And those great things may not impress you. It doesn't matter. That's not my goal anyway. My goal is to leave all of me on this earth. I've said this before and I, you know, over the years and I truly mean it. When I die, I want to die empty. I want to die knowing that I've used up every ounce of me, of the potential, of my gifts, of of my love. I want to die empty. I want to leave it all in the world. That's what being great means to me. I'm so excited for this next year, this next decade, this next season. I'm just, I'm ready to do great things. Guys, thank you so much for joining me today. 
Like, I'm really excited about this podcast. Um, hopefully, I said something that made you think, that made you want to, you know, ponder, consider. I'd love to hear your thoughts, um, your suggestions, good or bad, because criticism is not necessarily a bad thing. You know, criticism helps you grow and makes you stronger. I can't take the compliments if I can't take the criticism. So I'd love to hear from you guys. You can follow me on Instagram at Realize Magazine um, or on Facebook at Realize Magazine. I'm still working on the website. (laughs) My goal is to get that up and running by the end of the year. No pressure on myself just yet, but I am working towards it. (laughs) So there's some big things coming up in the future. Um, I'll definitely keep you informed as the time draws near. Uh, Don't want to share a lot of them yet because still work out the fine details. But thank you guys so much for joining me. Have a wonderful evening. Be blessed. And remember, you can do great things. Bye.